0: To all citizens of the Inner Sphere do I, Alexander Kerensky, send greetings. Know that I have taken the remnant of the Star League Defense Force, which has remained true to its purpose, beyond the boundaries of the Inner Sphere, beyond the periphery. I have done this, neither out of disappointment with those whom we leave behind, nor out of spite or disdain, as some will say. No. We have left the inner sphere because we love it too much to see it destroyed. In the wake of the usurper's coup and the long, bitter fighting that came with it, I fear that my forces would do incalculable, possibly irreparable harm to our society. We are sworn to ward the Star League and its subjects, not destroy it. Thus, we have left the only homes we have ever known, ...to place the destructive capability of this armada beyond the reach of those who would use it... ...not for defense, but for conquest. Perhaps, with the might of our mechs and ships out of reach... ...the leaders who now grapple with one another... ...will relinquish their dreams of subjugating their neighbors... ...and learn to live in peace with them. Perhaps, one day, should mankind step back from the brink of the abyss... We, our children, or our children's children will return to once more serve and protect and guide the Star League in mankind's quest for the stars. Farewell.
1: No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening the Game Casting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host... Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang.
2: Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast 114. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. And I'm joined by Darren. Hey, everyone. And today's co-host, Brandon. Hi, guys. And Tyler. Hello. Hello. Alright, we're also joined by two guests. Uh, I'll introduce them and in the way they showed up tonight. First one up is the Senior Systems Engineer for Piranic Games, which is Carl Berg. What's going on, Carl? How are you?
1: Hey, Phil. Uh, things are going pretty well. Thank you.
2: And second, we've got uh, Nico Snow, as you guys know him. He is the Community Manager for Peronic Games as well. What's going on, Nico? How are you? Doing pretty well, thanks. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to our discussion topics of tonight. And this is actually... a uh, I'm going to say it's controversial, but uh, this was just recently posted in a command chair post, which was the uh, command console and then the clan targeting computers. Um, So the targeting computers, by the way, are only clan. They're not IS. The IS counterpart is the command console. So for those that have been around for a while, the command console has not been used at all. It was three tons. uh, It was on the DDC. Uh, They took that off, but you see them instead. Um, The functionality won't be in place uh, on the clan mechs till, you know, uh, when the mechs go live. It'll, I think, be July 1st, possibly. I don't know if uh, Berg has a definite on that, but uh, July 1st, I think they're shooting for the functionality for the targeting computer, as well as uh, clan LRMs. That's another thing. Let's go ahead and talk about the different levels. You've got, like, level 1 through 7 for the uh, targeting computers, and they have attributes such as, you know, Longer range for ballistic energy weapons, increased velocity and stuff like this. Uh, also, it picks up sensor range, being able to pick up an enemy uh, target information. All of the numbers are just placeholders, so we're not really sure where they're going to be at. But your just initial impressions. I want to get them, uh, Tyler. You know, when you read this, what are your thoughts on them? And then also looking at how the clan mechs are going to be, uh, you know, possibly utilized. What are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, like you said, the numbers we
3: have right now are placeholders they've said so uh right now the targeting computer mark one for one ton in one slot looks very appealing mostly for the 14. percent increased crit chance for projectile and beam weapons so that'll apply to all your ppcs auto cannons gauss rifles lasers everything so that is really tempting to just kind of find a ton in a slot somewhere on your clan mech Uh, As you go down the list, there's kind of diminishing returns on the advantages the targeting computers gets, especially up to the 7 tons and 7 crit slots on the Mark 7 targeting computer. That's a huge computer, I don't know (laughs) what you're putting in that thing, but uh, that's probably not going to get used hardly ever. And on the the command console, unfortunately the command console, those placeholder numbers are looking very weak, and I don't think you'd find anybody willing to give up 3 tons for the bonuses that it it provides. Now, if the command console did something cool, like it provided all those benefits to everyone within, like, 150 meters of you, like kind of a team buffing kind of deal, then that would be cool. But otherwise, I think the command console is not going to make it.
2: Well, I was actually surprised to see the command console. You know, I can see where they're going. Obviously, right now, because of Line of Sight and how... You know, target sharing works. It's sort of like everyone has C3, right? So, okay, let's go ahead and, and reinvent the wheel, per se. Give the command console a reason for taking it. I have to agree. I feel like the command console needs um, a, a generalized bonuses that the mech carries. So, right, if I'm in a mech and I take a command console, I get uh, some pretty good bonuses on just a few attributes, right? You know, uh, sensor gathering, stuff like that. But then, I think it needs to be sub um, to where not only is it maybe within 150 180 meters bonus around you that they get a a good fraction but it's a global bonus to everyone in your unit now the only problem i can see with that is well does it stack and that might cause an issue because if everyone takes it then you know so i feel like maybe it doesn't stack so if one person has it uh, it gives a global bonus to everyone and if multiple people take it it is what it is that at least maybe within a, a bubble, if you will, like an ECM bubble, uh, there's a small uh, percentage boost you get on top of that or something. But as of right now, the command console being three tons, I probably would rather take BAP and maybe target a K or some module that doesn't require you know any tonnage to, to gain that benefit. And that's where I was surprised because, and I think this is the biggest critique of the command console in general, was what does this have to do with command? Like, what does this do? What does this give bonus to me or my team for using it? And really, there isn't, you know, especially when you compare to all the attributes of the targeting computers. um, It's very subpar, especially for the weight, you know. So I think if if it was to be a command console, what is the bonus? Why should I dump three tons into this one piece of equipment when I can do something that maybe is about half, you know, that unless the, the, the placeholder values are really low and it comes in and it's like uber uber high but still i I don't think that fills the the niche if you will of being a global bonus to all mechs around what's the point of having a command console
1: i'm actually totally okay with this i don't feel like there's a gaping hole that needs some kind of um console to fill it right now in the game so what i would rather see is them bring something new in like this and have it totally fall short than put too much into it and have balance issues. Like, I'd rather them fall short, go, okay, this thing's not being used, how can we improve it? And basically, baby steps improve it so that it basically just doesn't become uh, something we don't want because it's too powerful or whatever. So I'm okay with this.
2: Well, I guess it has nothing to do with it being too powerful. I guess what I'm saying is just the idea behind the command console right now, it's lacking. It's There's no imagination behind it. They're not introducing any new systems of... Hey, Command, this is representing and affecting all mechs. It doesn't have to give them a huge boost. I guess what I'm saying is the idea for the Command Console, and that's been a shared thought over at Reddit and the forums and stuff, and discussion over at NGNG, of it could do more, so it just sort of seems like, oh, well, what are we going to do with the Command Console? Oh, we'll just slap a few attributes on it. That's been one of the biggest critiques from the community, at least that I've read, is that it's not really bringing anything new. I mean yeah i understand that we all want more right well with the clans and and the whole introduction i mean we're about to see some really cool shit by the way you guys are really gonna have fun tomorrow um you know the burst mechanic and stuff i mean we've you know we've wanted that you know that's how BattleTech is you know uh people saw the clan uh teaser trailer you know different color lasers and and there's you're about to see the different you know uh huds that uh you know russ mentioned and all the different stuff it just feels like it would be a nice refreshment of if it wasn't just a oh well that mech just gets a bonus if it was global and affected your your whole command or i mean even if it if you as a commander could take it and see you know you can lock onto friendly units to see their damage readouts or something i don't know just a global bonus or something unique Well,
1: here's what we know. They've been putting all their time and resources into doing the clan mechs and the clan release, which I completely understand, so they didn't have time to really get creative with this, which I'm fine with. Um, Then after that, moves on to the next priority, which everybody pretty much voted for, Community Warfare. And then I would expect after Community Warfare, that's when we get into that list that Russ was talking about, like what kind of things would you like us to change? What would you like us to add? And then I bet this will be on that list. You know, It'll be something if, if we want the command abilities to go further than then we can put our voice in there and and have it
2: i mean yes it's it's better than nothing like right now if if the command console and just you know obviously community warfare and and more information you know as far as uh you know the new module system with all the weapon modules that are going to be introduced slowly and you know these uh quirks what someone mentioned with the clan mechs uh, that they were talking about you know all these things yes it's but i guess what i'm saying is right now could they have done something slightly different that would have gave it a unique feel unique you know per se to just taking it i guess that's been the biggest critique of the community is like it literally just looked like oh we'll just give it a you know sensor increase and two other attributes and call it a day
1: it's one baby step further than just having it it, but no use to it so (laughs) what were you gonna say brandon
4: uh, this brings up another question as well, like, is the DDC going to lose its ECM, since it was supposed to have the command console originally, but then it got substituted, or is mm-hmm. that still going to
2: stay in? I, you know, they, and by the way, it did, I think they should remove it, but I guarantee you that you're going to see a fall off on DDCs being used, per se, maybe not, the only reason I say that is because SRMs, you know, finally are, and, and we'll mention that later, but that fix for the... Uh, the SRMs finally, the the Buckton fix, the the really hard fix that's supposed to fix ev- everything per se, um, is supposed to be around the seventeenth Clan release. So, if you remove the one assault mech that can t- have ECM, is that gonna is that gonna change a whole lot? I oh, don't know. It's hard to say. Like in I DDC with ECM to me is not that big of a deal, but uh, mainly because I don't play Atlases, But I know for some people it's like their go to mech. So. I mean, Tyler, what would you, I mean, the command console, you know, it's sort of, I mean, what would you add to it or, or alter or change or suggest to make it in, in the gameplay right now? Why would one mech or possibly multiple mechs take it? It would be nice if, to get it to, so that on a team you'll want
3: to have at least one command console to make sure that one person's bringing that. So it adds some kind of buffer functionality that will help the entire team. But basically, just what I said earlier, just like to see those kind of bonuses, if that's all it's going to be, conferred to the people around you, just to help out your team a little bit more. Because if someone's got to sacrifice three tons, which is not a little amount, and only Assault Mechs can really fit that comfortably, uh, it better be doing something.
2: I mean, even if it was like boost friendly ECM by 20 or 40 meters, or increases friendly uh, targeting computers uh being able to you know get gather information by 10 uh those type of things you could see it's not necessarily it's not a damage boost it's not giving you a range increase and stuff but it's it's giving you something and you're friendly something to where it's worth having you know globally having on the uh, the battlefield and i think that would be really what cool about, what about like a um a split type of
4: bonus type of thing? so you have one that's global it might be like small bonuses like small little like 2.5 three to five percent type things and then since you're having equipped on your mech and you're taking up three tons in one slot type of thing having maybe a little bit more bonuses just applied to you yeah so maybe you do get that sensor range increased by like 10 percent or something like that but it, It... it affects both you and your team as a global so you have an incentive to take it as well as your team gets a bonus from having it as well
2: totally agree and it's sort of like uh you know when i played eve eve online you had command ships that did exactly that they had Uh, their bonuses, so you can imagine, you know, if you're taking an Atlas, right, or an an assault mech that could take a command, they would get said bonuses, right, to themselves. And those would be a little bit higher. But then they would also have subs. And that's what I was talking about earlier, subsystems that would be global and affect all of your other 11, uh, you know, uh, people in your company. I think that would be really cool. And I think you would actually see it being used. Um, And especially with the... Uh, modules for the clans, the one that totally negates uh, target decay. Like, as soon as you lose uh, visual, boom, it's off. That's going to be a big thing. I mean,
1: how about command console gives your team access to a uh, command wheel? Uh huh. I see what you did there.
2: No, that needs to be global. Man. No, I know, of course. Alright, so um, we had that in a command chair, and we had a few other command shares, and I think this is really important to talk about, because uh, we've talked about a lot in the past, which is, you know, uh, the term meta, and, you know, obviously the prevalence, and, and the, uh, you know, as, as higher you go, the more meta you see, and when we talk about meta, we're talking about min-maxing, uh, we're talking about using the best strategies, playing to win, stuff like that, and we've seen that sort of shift from, you know, PPCs to AC5s, UAC5s, GOSs, peeps, all, all those combinations, but almost all of them have to do with jump jets. And uh, I remember a few episodes ago we were talking about what could they do with the current mechanics. It, you know, if you had to pick one thing about jump jets, not introducing some convoluted change in the weight, which obviously breaks a bunch of builds and blah, blah, blah. What could you do really? And there was a few options I had, which is recharge, rate right? And then heat. And if you think about it, heat and recharge, but heat specifically would drastically or possibly drastically change people being able to jump up fire even lights it affects every single jump capable mech so we had a command chair post uh, come out Friday that uh, the jump jet heat ramp is going to be re-implementing the system to make each individual jump jet generate linear heat the longer it is used and then each jump jet class will have its own heat rating which will be used to determine how much heat is generated so you got to think this is gonna affect every single jump jet mech and I know some people might jump on the bandwagon be like oh this is gonna hurt you know the light mechs. You know, but you no, know, it's going to hurt every jump capable mech, which is more powerful and more used than I would probably say the non-jump capable mechs.
4: As far as the, uh, heat scaling, I think it's definitely something that should be in play because I mean, right now you burn your thrusters. There's no reason not to do a, a full burn of it at all because it doesn't. After the first initial bit of heat, nothing really seems to happen. Um, but I still think, I still think that so, something else could be done besides heat. Um, personally, I would like to see something like in uh, Living Legends or something like that where it just shoots you right up and then you hang there for a little bit, but that's... Overall, I think right direction. Um, probably be to one of those things to see what happens at the end of the day to, uh, to say anything else about it. Oh yeah, This is something I've been talking about
3: for a while as well. Uh, it's going to be good to see. The jump jet mechs have had a pretty significant advantage over non-jump jet mechs for a long time now. And uh, just the heat increase alone will slow down the rate of fire at which jump snipers can, you know, lay down the fire into people. It'll help brawl max. It'll help a lot of different styles of combat if they're not being pummeled every four seconds by, uh, you know, PPCs and autocannons. So overall, it's going to be good for the game. I'd say.
2: Now um, I'm going to I'm going to say this. There are people that may not know you, um, Jaeger, and a lot of the guys out there in the competitive scene are some of the best players I've ever played with and are some of the best players in the game. And so you're hearing a competitive player. I know that term sort of gets tossed around and it's almost negative now, right? Oh, you're just a freaking competitive player, meta whore, blah, blah, blah. You're hearing Tyler, and he said in the past, you want these changes to go into effect because you see that they do detract from the entire gameplay, right? Especially the higher ELO you go, everyone takes it because you play to win. And there isn't really any counters to that um, that strategy. And you know, I've talked to you quite a bit on the stream and off the stream, and even on your stream about you know heat jump jets, lack in an, you know a lack of basically any negative to jump jets, and how you've got jump jets, you've got fall damage is a big thing, you've got the weapons and the at the time triple ranges of the ACS. There was multiple different things that stacked on top of each other that created the meta we see currently in the game. But you're wanting these things to go in. So, the only reason I say that is because I've heard this a lot, and there's always this divide between, you know, uh, casual players and all oh, these high elo, they don't give a crap, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to try to break that up. That's not true. Um, you just have to understand from both sides, they're playing to win the game. That's it. They're going to use any and all methods. Um, they're going to become really good at it. It doesn't matter what mix they're in, but they do want these things to go in. It's just, that's just how it is um as of right now
1: well i I definitely think this is an issue that crosses you know the different lines or whatever different types of players um i don't think you can lump all competitive people into one idea or or wish and i don't think you can lump all pub players into one idea or wish but i think this is overall a step in the right direction i do believe that jump jets have been somewhat overpowered um and and you definitely are lacking without them puts you at severe disadvantages, as was seen in today's stream, uh, when we played on whatever that was, Forest Colony Snow. So it's, I think it's a step in the right dis- direction. Whether it's enough or too much
2: or whatever, we'll see when it gets into the game
1: and we play it.
2: And then right into the next, and this basically crosses over is the fall damage. We had a command share post, and Carl, we actually asked you about this. Um, um, I think it was two, three, it was about two episodes ago, of, and you basically said. It was a one-to-one relationship. Lights and assaults were the exact same as far as fall damage. And yep. how that also plays into the fact of people being able to jump up. They don't have to feather their jump jets. They just jump up, jump down. Oh, I took a little bit of damage to my legs. You know, the heavier you get, the less impact that has. And again, that affects the use of said weapon groups. And if you're jumping up all the time and not really paying attention. Anyways, as fall damage goes in, um, Can can you just sort of give a breakdown of You know, maybe behind the scenes. I mean, it was a post. Can you do that? I don't know if you're the one working on that. Uh, No, I'm not working on that myself. But it's been something we've been looking at for quite a while. uh, Especially with the uh, jump jet fall damage clan module coming out.
1: So it's it's something we knew was coming up. And it's uh, good to see it finally get addressed.
2: Now, uh, Tyler, do you think those two things combined, you know, what we call the meta, will this affect how people use their mechs? I mean, do you think this will... Increase the the skill level and situational awareness. Like you're just jumping up all the time now. You're having to worry about okay, I just jumped up and took a shot. Now I have to worry about falling down and you know feathering my jump jets. And I mean, do you just feel like this is going to be a big change for everyone across the board, or? Well, of course. Right
3: now, the numbers that they've been given us are placeholder numbers again, but they're pretty huge damage numbers, especially for the heavy and assault mechs. That's really a significant amount of damage, and if that's happening every time you hang a little bit long in the air, that's going to add up and do terrible things to you. Now, uh, yes, so if you are doing a sustained fight, you're jumping up over and over, you're going to be taking a lot of leg damage. It's going to add up. Okay, so yes, you're going to have to be watching your jump jets, uh, the damage you take on your legs. It's probably going to encourage more shallow jumping style of gameplay if the leg damage is significant. Taking is some kind of movement uh, oriented like right now we've already started the bring around the rosy kind of deal Uh, in almost all maps you have the right side rotation shallow jumps basically just using your jump jets to uh, maneuver to uh, dodge the enemy's incoming projectiles so that style of combat will probably become more prevalent as opposed to the static high jumping over terrain and putting down fire into enemies if you're going to be taking a lot of leg damage every time you pop So it's going to, it is going to be really important to watch and it's going to be possibly a significant game changer.
1: I think there's two, I think two things will happen. And of course, this isn't from your perspective, Tyler, it's from my outside looking in, but I think it'll decrease DPS uh, because people won't just be constantly up, down, up, down, up, down shooting as you know, so they'll have to slow their attack down maybe a little bit. And then also um, because you can't create that basically wall of pop tarts, like we've face all the time you know like basically it makes it so that we get hemmed in or pinned down or whatever um, that combined with the buckton fix and missiles might really bring bring brawling back in a huge way so I'm interested to see how it all plays out
2: and remember too when you're playing and you run into something like this you can be it'll allow you to be more aggressive and, and press it to them I mean you know we use that a lot when I'm I'm playing with Jaeger in a stream and even today's today and yesterday's stream when we're uh, streaming with beef, around you know frozen city and you know we saw that they had a few snipers just felt right and boom we press over and you just keep pressing you keep pressing if they're not able to jump if you're getting within their minimum if you're able to close that distance relatively quickly without taking just massive amounts because of pop-tarting i think altogether this is going to affect uh, overall gameplay but it's also going to affect uh, the meta and i think that's a good thing srm's coming back into the field and stuff like that but uh anyways i think uh jump jet heat and the fall damage. It's been needed, uh, they've been placeholder systems, uh, the heat was already in jump jets, but it just really wasn't utilized. I mean, so uh, we're finally having them brought back into the, the rain, if you will. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about our next topic, which is uh, clan weapons and specifically PPCs, plus the splash damage. Now this has been a community suggestion forever. not even to clans though. This was a community suggestion for IS PPCs and the reason why it was a community suggestion was because of the prevalence of high alpha volley builds, um, and it was to detour. Um, you know, so you're still doing the damage if you hit the location, but it's spreading out. Um, the PPC plus splash clan d- uh clan only is our clan ERP PPCs gonna be OP or are they gonna be underused because of this? I mean, do we we don't have numbers yet for the damage, or do we? Um, actually, I think we do. I mean, Tyler, what are your thoughts and what are the uh, the high elo players competitive scene thinking? Okay, the clan ERPVC was something we were pretty terrified of
3: for a long time. Uh, it's going to be doing 15 damage just like it does in tabletop, except uh, damage, 2.5 damage, is going to arc to two adjacent hit locations. So, if you hit the center torso, it's going to be taking 10 damage just like the regular Intersphere PVCs. But then, 2.5 damage is going to arc to the left and 2.5 to the right to torsos. So this will have a pretty significant impact on gameplay just through the raw damage per second that a PPC will be putting out. It's going to increase it by 50%, it's pretty... Uh, on top of that, it's going to make shielding quite a bit more difficult, because if you're trying to hide a damage location on your body uh, that's like, say, red internals, and whereas with the Intersphere PPC, you could shield against that if that location is adjacent to where the clan PPCs are hitting, you will lose that section and possibly your life. So that weapon is still gonna be
2: very scary. It's better than doing 15 damage to a single location. So it's a nerf to pinpoint accuracy, but it's a buff in the possibility of doing damage to multiple locations and getting that crit. You know, like a lot of times, a mech will have a crit CT or a crit left and right, and you'll hit the damn arm instead, and that could potentially cross over and boom, knock out the mech. and it also, if you hit an arm with an ERPPC, it'll do 10 damage to that location and only two and a half to the right or left torso. The other two and a half just totally is negated. Um, so, you know, obviously pinpoint accurate hits and stuff. Um, you do lose a little bit if you're hitting those, uh, the limbs, if you will. But uh, Now, let me ask you guys a question. Should this be applied to ISPPCs? And if so... What would you think it would do to gameplay?
3: I suggested on one of these podcasts this exact mechanic of quite a while ago for that regular PPC. I think I said 7 damage to the initial location and, and 1.5 damage to the two adjacent locations. And I still think that would be a, a good idea. PPCs still need some kind of nerf on some level. Uh, at this point, I'm kind of just thinking that it should probably be for all PPCs, including the clan ones, increase in recycle time to like six seconds for the cooldown. That would really cut down on the, the DPS of the PPC, make it so it is still more of a sniping weapon or supplemental sniping weapon, but you're not able to lay down that consistent fire, which will allow brawl mechs and other styles of combat to get in close and do their damage, so the PPC mechs wouldn't just be able to do everything like they can right now. You can brawl with PPCs right now. You... It would, it would make its, um, its role more defined on the battlefield. But as far
4: as that damage splitting, I would be okay with PP-
3: uh, Inner Sphere PPCs getting the same treatment. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Uh, extending the uh, splash to Inner Sphere would
2: be absolutely fantastic. I think it would be a really good mechanic overall. Now, would we see a shift? I mean, let's just say right now, if that went in uh, to, to PPCs would we see a shift being used in, in the meta? Oh, definitely not.
4: I, I don't think you'd see a shift in the meta. Um, if anything, if it, you might see ER PPCs getting picked up again, though, because if you're getting in close enough.
3: If i sure PPCs went to seven and then like split one and a half to two locations, we'd still see the same meta. It wouldn't change. The PPCs are still too strong. But things are changing. We're going to have the clans released next week. We're going to have the, the Buckton fix hopefully going in. So
2: we'll see. Science will be done. Lots well, of science. All right. So one of our next uh, topics of discussion is something that I wanted to sort of bring up. Uh, I've talked about premades and and their influence on a battle. I mean, even if it's a foreman and uh, there's no other premeds and you have eight pugs with you, the the amount of control you have on that the influence of that battle is is substantial. As you move up the elo chain, uh, you the generally what happens is you see actually more groups, and the reason being is if you group together your elos are going to go you know more you're going to work together um better you're just overall communications better you're probably on voice comms and you probably play a lot a ton just you know constantly you're practicing you're playing in competitions tournaments leagues blah blah, blah. just goes on and on, on right now even with threes being implemented and i think that's uh relatively soon i think uh, uh uh, Carl is gonna. By the way, Carl is gonna be given an update on the matchmaker on Friday, so we don't want to spoil that for uh, you know, possibly the vlog. Um, right now, is it a problem for premades to be able to take three assaults and a heavy, or three of any weight class and one of others? Is this a problem for general gameplay? And as again, this moves up, you see more and more groups roll with this. What are your thoughts on that?
1: whose perspective the player right so yeah I think it can be a problem I think all this is potential like you, you know you're saying a, a pre-made will influence yeah potentially and and as you go up the elo ladder definitely more but there's there's two sides to this obviously there's the player experience and then there's the business side of it Russ has always been kind of anti you know your buddy buys a mech you buy a mech and then you guys can't run your mechs together um, I think I think there's some kind of middle ground there I do think that it gets tiring when you go out and you, you're going up just against eight Dragon Slayers or whatever. I, you know, finding that sweet spot in the middle, I, I do think that it needs to be worked at, a better system in place.
3: Yeah, with getting three 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 implemented, uh, I think we'll be looking a lot better, because right now it's more so the problem that that pre-made has three assault mechs and one heavy mech. And then the next pre made also has three assault mechs and one heavy mech. And that becomes a little difficult to overcome at that point. So, having only three of each weight class, at least once you knock out that first pre made, they're down all their assault mechs and one heavy mech. So, you can focus on the smaller stuff.
1: But now, Phil, you're, you're of course saying, like, even following the four by three, that you're wondering if a pre made that's even following it, in other words, having three assaults and one heavy, if that's an issue right so that's following the four by three but what you're wanting what what do you think is the best solution here
2: well i well i guess the question i ask is right now as it seems even with threes um and you know pgi recognized it being an issue by the way i mean that was the first attempt of you know um carl you guys implementing the one pre-made per team and threes and it didn't work, obviously, matchmaker was having issues. But you guys basically, after you know, a few patches, you were saying we don't know if you know one pre-made is gonna work.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So PGI recognized that pre in pug battles have a huge influence on the outcome and because of balance. So yes, it sucks, Darren. Totally agree. You don't want to restrict player choice, right? But on the flip side, there is no negative. And there's only positive as soon as you grew up into group up into two-man group you gain something three-man group four-man group that i guess that's what i'm saying is would it be crazy to implement hey you're getting all this you're getting communication focus fire i mean just everything you get in a pre-made group but yet there's no detriment i guess what i'm saying is i i still see that as being very powerful you don't want to limit choice but also you're giving them so much. Should it be, should there be anything in place that should they be able to take three of any? I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's what I'm asking. I mean, even if it's three mediums and a light, I mean, you now are domi- going to be dominating over, uh, you know, pugs or another group. I guess that's what I'm, I'm asking is do you guys see that as a problem in, in the grand scheme of things, even with threes that doesn't necessarily mean one pre-made they're, that's not being talked about anymore so if one pre-made's not in the box anymore which was going to be the restriction right do you think weight class if you're in a pre-made should be a part of it like you can only have you know max of two assaults and you know two heavy or whatever you two know what of I mean? anything yeah but what sucks with that is stillman max two. i mean and we see it all the time well there's no ever getting out of that is there well you can do ones. I mean, if you do ones,
1: that's going to be min-maxed in whatever way, no matter but what you do. But
2: at least you're you're not bringing two assaults into you know, um, heavies. Yeah,
1: I honestly don't see them ever going, you know, more than, uh, no more than two. I mean, I just, I can't see them going ones, but if they do, then I would definitely like to see how it plays out. Brandon, how do you feel about it? Uh,
4: pre-maids? Um... I don't know, I, I'd, I'd rather wait to see how three, 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 effect, or 3 times 4 affects it before saying anything. I, I think it's definitely going to be for the better so you don't get raffle stomps type of thing, but I mean, there's always the problem of people not being able to play particularly what they want to play, but at the same time, there's also the problem right now with people being able to play what they want to play. So, it's so be that a compromise,
1: somewhere. that sweet yeah, spot exactly. in the
4: middle. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a matter of finding the sweet spot And until that happens, really, it's going to be either in one direction where people are going to be upset because they can't do one thing and they want to do the other, or you have the other side of the argument where, example, yesterday getting rolled by like eight, uh, eight Dragon Slayers. I mean, that's not fun for
1: anybody either. So, I certainly think 4x3 is the first step that's super important, and, and that working will make a huge difference. And then I think from there, it can kind of be determined whether or not it needs to go a step further with premades and... and you know, organize organizing that differently.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at it, I guess my question, I mean, it's, it's not rhetorical. I'm, I'm generally asking is I think threes are going to be a big step, but I still don't think it, it fixes one of the root problems. And the root problem is player behavior. Why would anybody else in in a four man take any of the other mechs? Yes, we do it for fun. We do for science or you do it until, uh, you run into someone who's rolling three, you know, three, uh, assaults and a heavy or whatever. But as we've seen, if you have choice, if you have freedom, players will do exactly that. And you can't blame them for it. So if we're looking at the behavior, and I guess this sort of rolls into something I just want to touch on is the fact that threes is going to be a huge step forward. And then I think what has to happen is the role warfare needs to be established. That's something that was like the pinnacle, the pillar, the pillar, literally the pillar, everything was built on back in the day, MWO role warfare. Well, we have yet to actually have that established for us i mean we actually have no roles there is no predefined mechs aren't defined in a role or category if you will even if it's two categories per weight class there's no roles for them and they don't have bonuses and they don't have quirks and stuff like that i really feel like that's what will change player behavior is mechs having roles having quirks having a reason and and a mission to be there instead of it just being you take whatever the best is because it is the best and it's not because they're a role or whatever. So I feel like that's, that's a big one that needs to be a part of the game. Role warfare is a great idea. We just actually need to see that come into play. And suggestions are, um, and I've talked about this a few times, Tyler, on your stream. um, What do I mean by role warfare? If you were to look at lights and break them down into two categories, you'd have hunters and you'd have scouts Hunters would be your really, really strong mechs already, i.e. Jenner, Firestarters, stuff like that. Um, Scouts would be the ones that uh, need a little bit of help. They would have two different bonuses, two different quirk systems, individual quirk systems, variant and chassis, and all that stuff. So you might have, uh, you know, uh, scouts may have more module slots potentially, um, right? And uh, uh, hunters may have quick acceleration um, you look at mediums, you may have skirmishers and, and you may have uh, supporters. Skirmishers are like your Hunchback 4G that would have great acceleration, maybe not as much, uh, you know, uh, de-acceleration or stopping on the time, but you can see where they could close the distance really, really quick. Um, yeah, I mean, all these type of things. This is what I'm talking about. Role warfare, gaming mechs, actual quirks, bonuses. It's never happened and we've never seen it. And I feel like that, on top of threes, on top of we have all the clan mechs into clan tech coming in, will really change player behavior into taking what mechs they do. All right, anyways, we're going to go ahead and move on uh, to the next uh, topic. Just quick mentions, we had the clan logo update. The poll was currently at like 73% uh, for the classic traditional look. If you haven't voted, I think the poll is still up, so make sure to do so. And uh, I think Nico's going to be closing that out very soon. Um, I'm not surprised at what I, I'm seeing. What are my opinions on it? Um, I like the original classic traditional um, uh, Clan Wolf and Clan Ghost Bear. The old traditional Jade Falcon and Smoke Jack, in my opinion, are ugly. And that's where I'm sort of torn. I like the new renditions of the Jade Falcon and Smoke Jack. Minus the Smoke Jack's yellow teeth and yellow claws. It needs to be white. (laughs) I think, Nico, I'm just tossing my opinion. I've heard this a lot by people. If you read through... That they like, that's a lot of the feedback I've been getting and reading. Don't know if I'm,
1: Now, it may not now, be the case. Russ did say he's not going to do that. However, because I'm watching actually right now, uh, MP's streaming no, live he on. Said,
2: no, he said he wasn't going to do both sets. He never said we can actually improve upon. Hand pick? No, he's, he never said we couldn't improve upon. Like, I mean, it's it's a it's a green pigeon. A lot of people have never really <laughs> liked it. That new Jade Falcon looks freaking badass. I'm just tossing that out there. Anyways, I think it's really cool. Um, I expected the classic traditional to win uh, across the board. Um, uh, I appreciate the, original, the, the new reworked by Dennis, but I was sort of like, meh. No, no, it just feels weird. It's something... Wow.
6: A couple of people did point out the the tragic flaw, which is
2: that they're
6: very, very aesthetically different, and so it really boils down to, are we going to stick with one style, which is the traditional, or one style, which is the modern and I know people have their feelings on which ones are better and which ones are worse, but there's a really aesthetic uh, benefits to both sets.
1: And this has to go live on Tuesday, so... Yeah, you, know. you get to vote. So go vote. vote.
2: So yeah, the vote is open
6: until
1: Monday, end of day, so please
6: do check it out.
2: We also had, a quick mentions, the SRM update. Again, bucked and fix as it's been coined. Um, Code we'll Jesus. Be going... Yeah, no, right. June 17th, that will be going live with the clans, which is a big thing. Now, uh, for those that didn't know, basically it was, um, as Russ said on the last podcast, it would fire, it would register, but then it wouldn't apply the damage. Um, so that's been uh, fixed. Now, I've been using SRMs. Um, I used it on Um I've been using it on a few other mechs, they have actually, across the board, been doing more damage. I think it's because the tighter spread and the higher damage values, but, I mean, I've been getting four or 500 damage in matches, so I think this is going to be a big thing. Um, I don't know if they'll have to nerf SRMs after this. Um, it might depend on how, <laughs> how much damage is being applied. We may see Splat Cats go crazy, but we have also got the clients. It's Tuesday, it's going to be nuts. We have uh, also in quick mentions the matchmaker update uh, rewrite rewrite is coming four by three likely to be in uh, the patch after June 17th, which would be July 1st. Um, and then Russ sort of hinted at bonus grouping items possibly included in some patch. We don't really have any hits about it. There's some speculation going about, but he hasn't confirmed uh, any of that. Um, and I think we might have to ask him or maybe there might be a command share post what that means you heard it on last week's podcast he basically was like oh hey you guys are really gonna love it this is really awesome oh i think i said too much and we're like what are you, <laughs> you you didn't say anything what are you talking about um all right and then uh and last uh, quick mention we have the warhorns um they work just like the heavy metal there's been a lot of i don't know if it's overblown uh, a lot of people are worried about like there's this uh, video on Reddit that oh, someone did, no. yeah, pretty much that had just noises going on everywhere. Wee, 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 wee. I don't. Really, we, uh, <laughs> my, my my question is, when do we get the Vuvuzela one? Oh my god, <laughs> I'll punch someone in the throat, dude! Just it, it's not going to be mind.
1: nearly as bad as that video. Obviously, that was an exaggeration. Yes, um, but we'll have to see.
2: It does bring a point of what is too much, and can we stick? Honestly, and I'm fine with this can we stick a little bit to your living in the battle tick universe? Like I, I get it. You're going to want things in your cockpit. You're going to, that's. you this know, is kind of
1: the opposite of fluff. Like I feel yeah. like
2: <laughs> this is exactly opposite. Like the, yeah. the war horns in general, I think they're, they're fine, but the noise and or look, but teach his own. If yeah. you want, so if you want a surrat monkey uh, screaming monkey thing. Um, cool. Uh, but uh maybe an
1: option just to turn off warhorns on your end so you don't have to w- hear them i don't know
2: i mean i don't call me crazy but if i'm a clanner and i have warhorns i wouldn't be like totally degrading the intersphere scum i just you know destroyed and then if i'm an intersphere pilot i'd be like yeah take that test tube baby imagine if you heard stuff like that that would be awesome why isn't that being done instead nico yeah. carl
1: Ollie let that Mac. Be. Uh, asked, aren't the Warhorns just going off outside? It's exactly the same as the um, the Heavy Metal. So the way the Heavy Metal works now is the way the Warhorns are going to work.
2: Look, I'm going to yeah. guess that the demographic for MWO is a little bit older than uh, some other titles. I am 30. I am not 15. I'm not a teeny bopper. I don't care about Justin Bieber. I want Battletech lore stuff. I want, when I kill a clanner, to them to know that they just got beat by a homebred interspheroid, you know all that that's what i'm saying is now i do have to laugh I'll, a little bit say, at that phil with the I'm amount with say, the way you
1: paint your max just saying
2: <laughs> i was about to make a
4: comment almost like that <laughs> go for it maybe the, yours is better what i was gonna say like, with the what paint are about, what are you seen? gonna
2: say about plaid cat you can't say anything <laughs> what
1: no it's not plaid cat anymore it's locust but anyway brandon we keep interrupting you go
4: I was gonna say, with the paint jobs I've seen you running in lately, Phil, I'm just I'm disappointed. I don't know if you're thirty or not. I don't. Bieber paint. I'm just also saying, another someone... side
2: note. Vuvuzela is also the ultimate insult to injury. Uh, you know, Mw Moose. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And and this is what I'm saying is, if you had a, a warhorn that was a I don't know a wolf howling, a jade falcon doing a screeching cry, yeah. right? A jaguar. Do- why aren't these things being like nico carl like russ if like <laughs> these are things literally people will pay money for that are like battle tech lore and they're not even done just ah <laughs> <laughs> it's always possible we could get those
6: in the future
2: but uh, i guess my question is it should be those are come on BattleTech lore like uh, a wolf howling ah like that's I would, I would have hey, that actually.
1: I guarantee, if this drives everybody fucking crazy and the what? community is in an uproar, something will change. I, again, we're we'll just get to see how it plays well, out. No, this or, is yeah. th-
2: this is the BattleTech nerd in me that basically no, says, I like, I understand like of us. development process things, but these are these are special, uh, you know, just items that you can purchase for money, and it, you know, it's just little. They need to be BattleTech lore, like. I was hoping
3: for more like deeper guttural horns as well, not more like, menacing. We're yeah, just when I think war horn, I I think like a, a deep sounding, you know, war horn. of the worlds. You know, the oh, so I was saying, like, war of the war worlds, day. like that, just like deep, or inception like... sound walls. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. We that all just want bass.
1: The thing is, you know, like even with the heavy metal. Now we're 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 okay with the heavy metal because there's not a ton of them out there, so it's rare that we hear that. But the way I compare it is, like, when they play a song, first of all, it needed to be an Elvis song. Um, but since it's not Elvis, what I wanted to hear was, you know, really cool heavy metal, something badass, something, you know, whatever. So one of those riffs is okay. And, you know, and so I kind of feel the same way here. It's I, I, The idea is okay, um, but just maybe fell short a little bit. Hopefully, uh, you know, through balance, through the community communication things can be balanced or changed to a way that we prefer
2: all right so i'm about to give you guys an idea so write this down all right on our all systems nominal episode on that one intro and outro you've got that timberwolf that goes up on the ledge and he howls and he points his like cockpit up and his arms Mm. go down if you guys had it to where you could that would be like a killing blow. Like if you press this special button, you could do it. That'd be great. And uh, you know, just little poses like that. Your Atlas like goes a talk in like a... animation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, if you do that, and you get your ass shot off. That's your own fault because you pressed the damn button. You know, oh yeah, you wanted to go. You just got your. You know, anyways. It's funny. I... We we said we weren't going to talk much about Warhorn today. Look, <laughs> help Basically, me. Help you. Want you help me. No, I, I just want a lot of these things. The. The logos and and stuff like okay, yeah, it was you know, like I'm glad you know, PGI was like, Whoa, you know, we didn't expect this much reaction. And I think this is why, uh, going back to that, is art direction. You guys have always been solid, uh, I you know, concept art, uh, sometimes you know, the scaling, and I uh, you know, we, we've we heard that the scaling on a few mechs got messed up and they shouldn't be that big, but in general, art direction has been solid across the board. Concept art, everything. I think this was the first time the community really was like, Whoa. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think what whoa, we can whoa, take whoa, out whoa, of whoa, this, whoa, whoa. I think what we can take out of this really is that uh, Phil just wants a personalized Justin Bieber audio clip for all of his mechs. We're done. Done. I fucking hate Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Phil. I hate you guys. Hashtag <laughs> BlinkPhil. But, uh, you know, stuff,
2: lot, Phil. Th- yeah, stuff like that. I, I think it would go a long way um, to, you know, really. You know, when, so, when we see a lot of these features come out, and they're just totally aesthetic, or they're not gameplay function, but like the banners and and stuff, like I was actually quite surprised to see that the Terra, you know, uh, as they refer to, flags, you know, U.S. and all that, which I'm fine with, whatever. I mean, they're they're cosmetic only, but I'm am also thinking there's so many BattleTech lore, all of the units, all I mean, every single. Th- like, those are things that should be done, you know, paint schemes and stuff. I'm, I'm, I know I'm branching out here. But there's a lot of battle tech lore and, and functionality that people will pay for. And when it comes to the Warhorns, yeah, they're cool. Some of them. Some of them are, are a little annoying. But they're coming out with the clans and the clans and, and, and the whole battle between Clan and is. it's so big. I just thought. Might sell a little bit more if they had to do with a, a wolf howling or, you know, it had to do with a, a true, you know, trueborn warrior, you know, degrading, you know, or something like that. I don't know. All right, person. all right, all
6: right. Well, or it's dead. I don't, don't want to make it about one or the other
2: because uh, we still have the opportunity to bring in both.
6: I mean, we've got the Terra flags, but we also have the Davion flag, the Steiner flag, the Rasalg flag. We have all of the factions in there too. Hey, cockpit so the stuff? Idea is, we want to have stuff that's there for the Battletech guys you know the aficionados but we also want to have something for the more casual player who just wants something to show off their you know their personal pride
1: cockpit items man i don't give a rip i mean we we do have plenty of stuff that's that's lore based and that's fine and if flags whatever that's that's not intrusive uh to me and when i'm you know wanting to uh role play battle tech or whatever so it is but... here's
2: the, here's the tough question though and you have to see it from a BattleTech nerd standpoint who comes first in that list um you know yes you're right you have both those flags but you also don't have unit flags you have war horns that aren't coming out to have anything to do with battle tech lore and i'm not pointing it out i'm just saying you're totally correct you can have both sides but what comes first? And I know personalized
1: units. Or are you talking lore-based units? Oh,
2: I'm saying lore-based units. Well,
1: do keep in mind. I don't remember what podcast it was, but the the whole idea of lore-based cockpit items, I think, was being reserved for prizes and for special achievements and, and no, so that's, forth.
2: That's fine. I, I'm just saying, you know. Yep. I, I well, get both sides it's of like the coin. It's, it's like, like you said that people
6: would actually pay maybe more money for uh, BattleTech specific items. So, I mean, we could put those as the value-added bonuses within the clans. But, you know, maybe there's more to be made later.
2: True. True. I mean, you know, it's definitely... Just throwing that idea out there. It's it's definitely, uh, like I said, um, the clans are here. Everyone's really excited. Um, You know, I've already beat the, you know, horse Ted a few times about the Warhorns. But uh, I'm super excited. You guys are going to be able to test that out tomorrow. If you're listening to this podcast, it's already happened. But don't worry. The clans will be here Tuesday. Just to let you guys know behind the scenes, uh, you know, Nico is doing a lot of stuff with the leagues and we're sitting down writing stuff to, to help, I would say, all competition leagues and stuff in the future supporting you guys that is going on behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, with this, we also have, uh, you know, Impaler's uh, second annual thing coming up. That is very soon. I'll be gone, unfortunately. Um, I'll be uh, probably, well, I'll be in Florida at the time on my honeymoon. But that, Darren, all these guys will be there it's going to be a 24-hour event, just like that last is, year.
1: yeah, that's the second annual RJC Memorial Charity Event. It's a 24-hour live stream. It's July 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, there will be that's Impy, of course, uh, with co-host Drummer Girl uh, Jordan Wiseman will be there from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard and breakfast in the morning with Michael Stackpole from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And also George Ledoux and other NGNG people will be showing up, including music from Animatronics. So it's going to be fun, man.
2: And, you know, speaking of which, um, some people have been wondering, um, we're not uh, streaming on the IGP one, we're streaming on ng TV. People have been wondering why that is. It's because we originally started an ng and TV to be a 24-7 uh, streaming. These guys have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And because of that, we're able to say, hey, we get more coverage over there and let's combine all that. So that's why we're streaming on NGNG TV. There have been some people asking. So if you've been wondering why there hasn't been uh, streams on the other channel, this is why. So just head over there. Um, we have literally streamers every day. Consolidating. Um, yes, consolidating. It's better, It, you know, I think across the board. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you again for coming out here. Don't forget, uh, if you're doing any shopping on Amazon, we have the Amazon affiliate link on our website at the very front there's that link it adds nothing to your cost but it kicks back a small percentage of marketing to uh to NGNG, and it really does help so thank you for using that if you're if you're doing that um let's see the all systems nominal centurions those are going out this week i apologize they came in last wednesday and then i was gone for my uh, bachelor weekend which i survived i'm alive totally blast had fun all i gotta say is nadia no um let's see battlemaster shirts are still in stock um, so if you want one, make sure to grab one before they're out. I know our guys like them. I think even I got a thumbs up from Tyler with it and Ed and all the guys who got one. Brandon, did you get yours yet? Nope, not yet. Holy. Can- Canada. H-U. Seriously, man. Dude, it takes forever. Like, you're right up north and it takes like three weeks to get to you. I'm picturing yeah.
1: now Canadian male people like riding the backs of giant snails or something. I just don't know how it takes so long.
4: Well, a moose has to stop like every fifty feet or yeah. so to graze and graze.
6: They have to go uphill through snow both ways. Exactly.
2: Sheesh. Nico knows. Nico knows. And of course, a big thank you to our community, our listeners, and our live audience, new and old, and our amazing staff. You guys are it's it's. I love working with you guys. And of course, our sponsors. And if you want to become a sponsor, what is a sponsor? You can find all that information if you go to our forms, the no- donation tab up there. Uh, You basically help support, like, TeamSpeak 3 and just our general costs and stuff like that. Um, So, anyways, thank you again for supporting us. It it really is because of you guys. We can do this. Um, And, you know, we'll just uh, continue doing what we're doing. Also,
1: yeah, and also that part of that uh, donation also goes to developing new things. We're always looking at, you know, the next thing, cool thing that we can do um whether that be animation or cartoons or you know just new content we're always looking at new stuff and putting time into that a lot of that stuff happening behind the scenes but you won't see it till it's out but uh those donations really do help to moving those things along
2: this was your local no guts no galaxy mechwarrior podcast signing off for tonight my name is phil
1: and this is darren
2: this is brandon this is tyler this isn't and this is carl until next time mechwarriors Best if you
5: avoid me But I know you probably can't You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more within. it Just a little off. The truth is, at one time I was, but now I'm a robot forever.